It was difficult because when we left, I was homeless. So my son and I, we lived in a woman's shelter. And how old was your son at the time? He was 15 months old when I left. Funny fact, the day I left my ex-husband, my son took his first steps and started walking. Welcome to the Interesting People podcast. Today, I'm joined by Casey. You are a property technician. I would just say park rangers from what I've read, but you have a really interesting story in how you got there. How are you doing, Casey? I'm doing well, thank you. You're ex-military, right? Yes. I was in the U.S. Army for a little over two years. I enlisted in 2010, and I separated in 2012 with an honorable discharge. Were you stationed anywhere? Were you just stateside? I was stationed at Fort Carson in Colorado. It was actually my top choice. Beautiful out there. And I deployed to Iraq in 2010. How long were you over in Iraq? About five months. I got there kind of at the tail end of the deployment. So I separated in 2012 and I stayed in Colorado until 2014, which I then moved back to Maryland. I'm just kind of curious of going over to Colorado. How beautiful is Colorado? It was in Colorado Springs, Fort Carson Army bases there. No matter where you were, you could see mountains. It's absolutely beautiful. What got you interested in joining the Army? It was something I've always been interested in. I've always, growing up, I was a tomboy. I've always been very athletic into sports. I was in college. I couldn't figure out really what I wanted to do. So I figured I could join the military, get the experience some kind of hands-on job experience, as well as use the GI Bill to finish college. What major were you interested in? I'm actually almost done with my bachelor's degree. I'm finishing in criminal justice. Honorable discharge, you left the military. So someone who's not been in the military, do you have a set amount of time you need to serve to get that? Yes. So when I had originally enlisted, I had enlisted for four years, but I found I was pregnant with my son, and I had the option to either stay in or to separate with an honorable discharge. Basically, it just means you end your contract early. There's a family care plan. So if you are in the military and you have children, you have to have a family care plan, which includes if you deploy, if you go to training, who will watch your child? And because I was in Colorado, my family was back in Maryland. I didn't really have have anyone. So I thought it would be better to just separate and go back to school, find a better job so I could hang around my son. Something that you see a lot in the news, it seems to be real rough when people, even if it's they leave the military on good terms, it can be real rough getting back in the life, especially having a kid. Was that a huge challenge? Yes, definitely. I was a stay-at-home mom for about two years and It was hard to transition kind of going back to school and working full-time. And when I did start working, I was in college at the same time, so it was very busy and hectic schedule. And then on top of that, you were dealing with a very unsupportive husband. This yes. is another thing I, I found out about you. Were you married to him when you were in the Army beforehand? Or? Yes. So we met in the military. We were both in the Army, stationed at Fort Carson. And when I came home from deployment, we hadn't known each other too long, but we found out I was pregnant. And if you're married in the military, they give you BAH, which is money to live off post, you know, like off housing. And we just kind of figured it was the right thing at the right time. I didn't really know the guy, but we got married anyway. Definitely rushed into it. Once we were married, he changed. You know, I just kept thinking, once our son is born, he'll become a good dad, you know. We'll be happy, but it never really happened. I kind of felt like a prisoner in the house. I wasn't allowed to work. I wasn't, at the time, I wasn't allowed to go to school. I just felt like I woke up to care of our son, and that was my life. I didn't realize it, but looking back, I was very depressed, and I think that added to the situation. I just wasn't happy, so I kind of took a leap of faith, and I left that negative situation. I think that it's very hard for women to leave. They stay for longer than I did. I stayed with him for about a year and a half, but most women stay for at least seven years. I don't know what it was. I think it was my son. I finally had the courage to just walk away. It was difficult because when we left, I was homeless. 
So my son and I, we lived in a woman's shelter. Is this when you were in Colorado or over? Yeah, I was in Colorado. And then I had a friend. Her husband was in the military. They had a three-bedroom house. My son and I moved in with them. But they had four kids, so there was eight people in a three-bedroom house. And I literally lived on the couch for five months. And how old was your son at the time? He was 15 months old when I left. Oof. Funny fact, the day I left my ex-husband, my son took his first steps and started walking. Both took your first steps at the same time, though. Yeah. My goodness. Kind of, yeah. Finding women's shelters, what is that process like? How hard is it to find a shelter? It was surprisingly very difficult. When I actually got to the shelter, I was shocked because there were many rooms that were empty. But when I initially called and requested and said, my son and I are homeless, we have nowhere to go, we will be on the street tonight, they said that there would be a process. But my ex-husband was arrested in April 2013, so I had that domestic mm. violence case. I kind of told them about, and because it had started to get physical, they realized there was a big risk. And also, having a son it made it more of a priority. I think if I had been by myself, it would have been different. But because my son was with me, it's kind of, you know, children. It can be hard when... You're running into bureaucracy at that point. Yes. How did you end up getting back to Maryland? I had to wait. Because of the divorce, I had to wait until the father signed off on the paperwork saying it was okay to move out of state. That's why I was stuck for five or six months after I filed for divorce. Oh, I didn't know they don't waive that for cases of domestic violence. Because we still had a child together. Mm. If I had left, it would have been considered kidnapping. Yeah. And I didn't want to take any risks. I'm surprised no one's ever sat down and said, that's crazy. Yeah, especially when you're homeless. You're not getting any kind of support. (laughs) When you have a support structure that you could go to that you just, oh my goodness, that's tragic. My parents have been great. They've been amazing. They actually paid for plane tickets for my son and I to come home and we moved in with them and kind of got my life back together. And you've been back in Maryland ever since then? Yes, about a little over four years. What was your favorite part of coming back to Maryland? Home-cooked meals. <laughs> <laughs> Is that when you found Team RWB, the running? Yes. So I moved back to Maryland in January 2014, and I was kind of looking to get into running as an activity to kind of like stress relief, get back in shape. And I heard about Team RWB through a friend. They're located in Washington, D.C., but they have different chapters throughout the whole country. And they're a running team that supports veterans. Yes. The whole mission behind Team RWB is helping veterans transition back to civilian life. Civilians play an integral part in that. It's very family-oriented, too. There's a ton of activities. It's not limited to just running. They have rock climbing. They do triathlons. They do swimming, bowling. They do outings, like dinner outings. How far have you gone to do a run? Have you just stayed in the area? I've mostly stayed in the D.C. area. One of my favorite races is the Army 10-miler. I haven't done it in about two years, but my goal (laughs) is to work back up to the 10-miler. 10-milers can be a lot of fun. It's my favorite distance. I don't like sprinting. I feel like with running, 10 miles is just enough. You can get your pace up, and then you kind of get that runner's high. I tripped over the term property technician. What do you do now? How'd you get into it? When I was in the military, my MOS was 25 uniform, which is communications or signal. So I was the communications representative for the company that I was assigned to. And I installed radios. I was also the property manager for all of our communication equipment, radios, antennas, satellites, computers, laptops, any kind of communication equipment. When I applied to the Park Service, part of the job was administrative duties, which include the property. We deal with federal government property, so it's all personal property, which is like computers, laptops, IT equipment, cameras, TVs, laptops. It's very similar to what I did in the military. So property not as in land, but property is an item. There's real property and personal property. Real property is buildings and land, and personal property is like physical items that have to be tracked. 
do you get to visit multiple parks or you get to spend a lot of time outside? I do, yes. So I work for George Washington Memorial Parkway. That parkway in McLean, Virginia, it actually goes from McLean to Arlington, Virginia. And we have a lot of different sites along the park. I also am responsible for some of the fleet we have. Being a parkway, our park specifically has a ton of fleet vehicles, maintenance vehicles. What are some misconceptions of people that may not understand or know about park life, park working? We're always busy. Even with no visitors, we're always busy. I kind of work behind the scenes. There's different divisions in the Park Service. So there's Division of Natural and Cultural Resources, Division of Maintenance, Division of Interp and Education, and then there's also Visitor Services. And I work in the Division of Administration, which is basically Budget and Finance, And I work the property side. There's a bit of budget that goes into my job because we have to out with the old, in with the new. And we're always updating our technology, updating our property. The mental image that most people hear when they hear park rangers is someone sitting up in a wooden tower with a walkie-talkie and a pair of binoculars. It's probably not all that. That's your typical park ranger, but there are many different other types of park rangers. And I used to wear the uniform, but now I have the choice not to wear the uniform. And I still have my uniform, but business casual is a lot more comfortable. So, but I do get to work special events. Okay, so what kind of special events happen at the park? Being so close to D.C., we work a lot of events with the White House. I've worked the National Christmas Tree Lighting, the Easter Egg Roll, as well as different concerts throughout D.C., Carter Baron, and I think it's Fort Hunt. You get to leave the park and then go the Easter yes. happens in front of the White House. Yes, so they need different park rangers because the White House, their staffing is low, so they're always putting out a call to park rangers in the National Capital Region, which is where we are in the D.C. area, for overtime opportunities. Oh, that's really cool. I've applied for the Easter egg roll lottery, but I haven't. I actually did get in this year, but previously I hadn't been in. I've never gotten into the Christmas tree lighting lottery, but being able to work those events is kind of like you see behind the scenes and firsthand what really goes on. Oh, that's got to be so incredibly fascinating to see like all the wheels yes. that go into that. Yes. Cooks don't like to cook at home, all that kind of stuff. When you travel <laughs> now, do you not want to go to parks? No, actually I do. My goal is to visit as many national parks as I possibly can. What's your park bucket list at the moment? I've been to the Grand Canyon, but that was for training. So if you work for the National Park Service, within the first two years, you're expected to go to a two-week training course at the Grand Canyon. It's called Fundamentals, or we call it Park Ranger Boot Camp. And it was amazing, but it was a work trip, so I'd love to go back someday because it's one of those sites where pictures don't do it justice. The the training happens at the Grand Canyon? Yes. That's almost unfair to someone that has a small park. (laughs) Yes. You start at the Grand Canyon, it's like, all right, you have this little itty-bitty park in Delaware. Have Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) What are some other East Coast, West Coast? Do you have any kind of like regions you want to really visit? Great Smoky Mountain National Park. I would love to go camping there. When I was in high school, I actually did a 30-day backpacking trip through Olympic National Park. And it was through Knowles National Outdoor Leadership School. How much has the park system changed since you've gotten into it? Where do you think the future of all this is going? I am worried that the national park systems will decrease over time. And it's sad because national parks are kind of like public land. You know, they're the people's parks. And so many people take advantage of the parks, and it's public land, and I would hate for that to decline or disappear. And They're carving out some of the national parks to make some of the land less protected. Yes, kind of exactly, okay. yes. You know, it's something we call ourselves parkies worry about. When was the last time you saw a bear? 2004 in Olympic National Park. Really? I actually haven't seen any since, but I did see elk while I was at the Grand Canyon. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> they were actually right outside the window, and it was warm enough that I could keep my window propped open. So in the morning, we would hear the elks making their call. Oh, that's awesome. Do you see any animals on your rounds? In D.C., we mostly just have, you know, 
generic deer, birds, squirrels. No real exciting animals. They've not carted <laughs> anything exotic into the area. No. Have you been on any other kind of adventures? In early 2017, I registered to compete in the Miss Veteran America 2017 competition. How did you find out about that pageant? Well, I guess because of your military background. Yeah, right? yeah, I had heard about it. So Miss Veteran America, you're not supposed to call it a pageant. It's actually a competition. It has some of the same values, but it's more representing women veterans. And Miss Veteran America, for a year, they are representing the organization Final Salute INC, which provides housing to homeless women veterans. How far along did you get into it? I made it to the top 25. Woo! Didn't like, make top 10, but I made top 25, hey, which is be, awesome. If you made 25 means you made it through a couple of the things, so yes. that's pretty cool. Yeah. Did you have to do a talent? Was there like an evening gown portion? Yes. So there was an interview as well as a talent portion and then we also had to wear a gown did they ask you about world peace they did not (laughs) (laughs) would you consider doing that again possibly it was very time consuming i also had to fundraise i had to create these fundraising events and it took a lot of energy and time and being a single mom makes it difficult when you're in school and working at the same time well thank you so much for telling me your story uh walking me through it so i end every interview with the exact same question what has you excited what are you looking forward to? I would love to hike the Appalachian Trail someday. And uh, you want to run your first half marathon, don't you? Yes. Well, thank you, Casey. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you.